birthday party. And all these stories had something in common. The obvious answer is that these are all stories that were miracles that took place, that were recorded in the Bible. But deeper than that for me, what the Lord showed me is where these miracles took place. They all took place outside. They all took place outside. Now, when I say outside, I'm not just referring to the physical location of where these miracles took place. Rather, uh, what I'm referring to is out, uh, uh, out of 40 plus miracles that we see that Jesus have per- had performed in the Bible, we see only four, three or four of them that took place in the synagogue. We see every other healing, every other miracle that takes place. It's in the streets. It's in the homes. It's in the communities where Jesus was. Now, Jesus definitely uh, taught in the synagogue, and when he was young, it was a place where he learned. But, but the need, the desperation, uh, and even the faith outside of the synagogue allowed Jesus to do some miraculous things outside. God has called us to the building to learn. He's called us here to to be encouraged, to, to gather, to be in fellowship. But something unique happens when we take the authority that he has given us and that we've learned inside and we take it outside of these four walls. Now, as a pastor here at Limitless, it is my job biblically to equip the saints for the work of the calling. This is equipping. Here, we equip people. Here, we disciple people. But the byproduct of effective discipleship is evangelism. It's what happens outside. Last week, we had this Wonderful opportunity to come in contact with almost 2,000 people in the city of Woodland. That's 2,000 people who came in contact with Limitless Church. 2,000 people who got loved on. 2,000 people who were told that Jesus loved them. 2,000 people who heard Jesus Christ proclaimed on a stage in the middle of a city. 2,000 people that may never walk in the doors of our church, they came in contact with the love of God outside. Why does this matter? Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus came up to them and said, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Help them to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, on every occasion, even to the end of the age. I said, Lord, you, you, you gave me this scripture twice in the past three weeks. He said, because it's still good. 
The passing translation says, wherever you go. The Amplified says, go, therefore, help people learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words. This is why what we do is so important. Having outreaches like last Saturday isn't just something that we put on a calendar. It isn't because we want to do something with our church's name on it that looks good. We do it because we love people. Outreach is a core value of this church, and it is an opportunity for the church to actually be the church. It's an opportunity for those who may never walk in the doors of this church to come in contact with the love of God. We do it because Jesus has commissioned us to do it, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. The church has been built to be a bridge into the community, not an island separated of its people. We're not an island separated from the needs of the people. We have not been called to sit and wait for the loss to come in this building. We have been called to go into the world and demonstrate the love of God to everyone that we come in contact with, no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, no matter how they voted. No matter what their ethnicity is, no matter what their financial status is, he has called us to go. Matthew 25, verses 34. Then the king will turn to those on his right and say, you have a special place in my father's heart. Come and experience the full inheritance of the kingdom realm that has been destined for you before the foundation of the world. For when you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you found me thirsty, you gave me drink. When I had no place to stay, you invited me in. And when I was poorly clothed, you covered me. Then the godly were answering, Lord, when, when, when did we see you hungry and thirsty and give you food or something to drink? When did we see you with no place to stay and invite you in? When did we see you poorly clothed and covered you sick and tenderly care for you in prison and visit you? And he will answer them, don't you know? When you cared for one of the least of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. Jesus is telling us that when we practically walk out our love in service for those outside of these walls, those who are in need, we are demonstrating his love to them. And we are demonstrating our love for him as well. It's one thing to say that we love him. It is another thing entirely to walk out that love. The opposite is true as well. When, we, when, we, when our care, our, our empathy, our, 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 the practicality of our love is absent, we demonstrate our lack of love to others and our lack of love for him. I could talk all day and brag about how much I love my wife. But if I never show it, then what I've done has proven that what I said is not true. Jesus says we can't just say that we love him because our actions will tell the difference. 
And then if we're not careful, we can look at these things. We can look at going outside. We can look at evangelism and, and outreach as calendar dates and things just to say we got it done. We can say, oh, I did my Christian duty so that someone can ask you, oh, what church do you go to? Oh, I go to Limitless. And, oh, yeah, we just, I serve on the outreach team. We can look at it at just things that we do to our community. And while it does entail that, we have to be aware that evangelism and outreach can happen right where we are. At our jobs, at the gas station, at our kids' practices, at our games, at a rehearsal. It can happen at a food for less. It can happen anywhere outside. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we care enough? Do we care enough for the souls of the people that are around us? Do we care that there is a possibility that they could spend eternity in hell? Do we care for those who are hurting for those who are walking around in despair, who are suffering, who are desperate and in need of hope and in need of a Savior. Do we care? Do we care like we sing we care? Do we care like we show up at church? Do we care like we say we care? Because Matthew tells us, Jesus told us eventually our actions will show it. A prayer that we should consider when we open our eyes. Lord, use me to bring you glory today. Allow me to speak to someone about your goodness. Allow me to show the love of God and be the light of Christ to someone today. Give me an opportunity to care for the least of these. It is a dangerous prayer, but I promise you, if you pray it, he will give you an opportunity. Matthew 5, verse 14, he says, you are the light of Christ to the world. If you're the light of Christ and you never go outside, how will they see the light? You light in a bunch of light. That ain't special. He says, you are the light of Christ to the world. That means everybody outside the doors. You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill can't be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to everyone who's in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and your moral excellence. And because of what you did, because of the excellence that you walked in, because of the love that you show, because of the compassion that you show, because of that grace that you showed, they will recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. My challenge for us as we enter this holiday season I know some of y'all are going to see y'all family, and it's going to be hard, but it's okay. As you meet and see your family and your cousins, as you have family gatherings with food and 
and your jobs, as you, you gather around, I challenge you to remember that Christ called you to be the light outside. It's easy to be the light in here. He called you to be the light outside. My challenge for us is to evaluate our love. Evaluate our love for Jesus and evaluate our love for others. Do you care that there is a possibility that they could spend eternity in hell? Do we love him like we say we love him? And do we love them like he's commanded us to love them? As I close this Saturday, one of our volunteers uh, told me a touching moment. I'm going to try to sum it up. Um, uh, most of you uh, know Jasmine. Jasmine is in our tech department. Uh, she dressed as She-Hulk last week. And they called her up on stage and she killed it with the outfit. And um, as the service was over, she, she shared with me a story. And I hope I don't butcher it. Um, but pretty much she was assisting uh, at the registration table. And as she was assisting at the registration table, a parent came up to her. And she told the parent, and the parent said, oh, my son loves She-Hulk. She said, my son has special needs. And it was just too much trying to get him here. And he is unable to make it. But I wanted to see if I could just take a picture with you. And so she proceeds to take the picture and she says, you know what, why don't we just, just FaceTime him? And so she FaceTimes him. And as she looks and he recognizes who she is, he loses it. And there is such a smile on his face, and he gets so excited, he runs from the phone to go get his outfit on and get what he was going to wear on and comes back to the phone in his outfit. And he begins asking her questions as if she's She-Hulk, and she, uh, knowing the, the, uh, the, 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 the series, begins answering the questions as if she's She-Hulk. And, and it, it is just this moment that happens. It's this moment that happens, the smile that happens in, in, in these moments as this child is not thinking about his disability, as this parent is not thinking about everything that's going on in her life. She's not thinking about everything that's going on with her child. In this moment, the love of God is being shared to her son. And so they end the conversation and, and it gets off the phone and she continues uh, walking around and assisting and helping and, and, and doing what she does. And before you know it, there's a tap on her shoulder. He was so excited, so happy about what had happened that he forced his dad to bring him there 
so that he could meet She-Hulk. Pastor, what, what, what are you saying? I, what, what I'm saying is that she could have been so tied up in her assignment and what she was supposed to be doing that she could have missed a moment to make an unforgettable impact for Jesus in a child's life. Instead, she took a moment to not just do what she came to do, but do what the Lord called her there to do. See, she thought she was putting on her makeup and putting that stuff on because she wanted to go and she just wanted to dress up. She didn't know that the Lord literally had her there to change someone's life. Because I promise you that kid won't forget it. And I promise you that parent won't forget it. She won't forget the time that she came to an event and someone took time with her son simply because she wanted to. Our city needs Jesus now more than ever before. The Jesus that we've grown to love inside these walls means nothing if we don't share it with the people who are outside these walls. We carry with us the hope that this city needs. This Saturday... It was just a glimpse, a small glimpse that shows us that this city is ripe for harvest, that the people are in need of revival. We are the laborers that Jesus has sent, and the church is still his plan A. Romans 10 says, but how will people call on him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him and who they not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher or a messenger? And how will they preach unless they are commissioned and sent for that purpose? Just as it is written and forever remains written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Limitless Church, you have been commissioned and sent to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to your family, to your city, to your spouses, to this city. You have been commissioned. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Inside is gray. I love this. I love being together. I love uh, the presence of God falling. I love hearing about the, the great things that the Lord has done. And this is necessary. Equipping and discipleship is necessary. It's why this church exists. But we cannot be stingy with our Jesus. We have to take him outside and not just keep him inside. A lot of people say, well, pastor, you, I'm not a pastor like you. I can't just go and tell people. I, I don't even know how to do that. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't either. <laughs> the disciples didn't either, but what they did is exactly what you can do. 
how do I, how do I evangelize? How do I share with somebody the love of Jesus? How, how do I begin asking someone if they want to accept Jesus as their Savior? I'm going to tell you, it is very simple. You share with them what Jesus did for you. Share with them what Jesus did for you. And when you begin to get stirred up and when you begin to tell them about the night and day difference that Jesus made in your life, right when you get to end, you say, hey, would you like to give your life to Jesus? Would you like to, to experience the same thing that I'll experience? And they're going to say, how? And you're going to say, I'm glad you asked. You'll say Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is with the heart that you are believed and justified, and it is with your mouth that you professed and are saved. And you say, you know what? If you believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, if you believe that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose on the third day, if you, are, if you believe that, if that has resonated in your heart, then I want to pray with you. And I just want to lead you in this prayer. And it's no special prayer. It's not, you know, you're not going to find the prayer in the Bible. But what it is, is it is an outward declaration of the inward transformation. It's going from the part of belief to confession. And you lead them in prayer. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus was the Son of God and he died and rose on the third day. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I thank you for that forgiveness. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you for saving me. Are you done? And now you get the opportunity to walk with them and watch God transform their life. But you don't need no special card to get nobody saved. You, you don't need a, 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 a credential to get someone saved. We've all been commissioned to go. And so I would just ask you, I would beseech you, as you're with family, as you're with friends, as you're out and about, as you pray that prayer earlier, asking God to show you people to minister to, that you would be ready. That you would be ready. Jesus says, pray. He says, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send more laborers. He sent us. We are the ones. Question is, will we do it? Let's all stand.